welcome to the You Show Show. Today, I have my Italian, Italian, Italian friend, Colin Sant... Jesus Christ. Go, go ahead. You got it. Colin Santangelino. Nope, nope, nope. Colin Santanarino. I know it's a bad idea. Colin Sigliviato. Oh, just read read the fucking name. I'm trying. <coughs> it's, a, it's my friend, Colin Santigolo. Nope. Try again. Colin Swahini. <laughs> Colin Zippity-Doo-Bop. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you okay. uh, hello and welcome to the You Show Show. It is the show where you show things. I am Kelvin Lisa McMurray and today I'm joined by my good friend Colin Santangelo. Colin, hello and welcome. What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? I'm hanging in, man. It's... I'm excited. I'm excited to be on the show. Thanks. I'm excited. I'm excited to. I'm excited to have you here, man. It's a. Uh, it's a gloomy, rainy, crappy day here in Chicago on this fine. This fine Thursday. So it's a perfect day to record a podcast. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, Colin, uh, we met. Uh, I don't even know when. Like two years ago, give or take, two and a half years ago. I don't even know. Um, I... Yeah, probably about 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 that time. Yeah, I would say in that wheelhouse of time. Um, you are you're a you are a freelance video editor, and freelance video editors and motion graphic designers go together like kind of like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like it's just they just like one complements the other. Um, but neither For of sure. us neither of us want to do each other's thing ever till the end of time. Um, but yeah, we may- well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's like a good pairing, but one that's like filled with a lot of like <sighs> fucking motion graphic designers <laughs> and <sighs> fucking editors. Yeah. And for like, for me too, it's funny. Like we, we worked, we worked together. We worked on some juice once. <laughs> we were working on this pitch together. That's where we met. Uh, and the funny thing about motion graphic designers though, is they people forget about us. It was like. It was like one o'clock in the morning and they shoved me in the corner on that table and you were in the edit pay with like all the, you know, the clients and every or whatever, all yeah. the people. And they yeah. completely forgot about me. Like I remember somebody came out and they were like, oh my gosh, you're still here. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, I would like, I'm secretly would love to like be a motion graphics guy because I feel like temperament wise in a lot of ways, like I, I wasn't, I remember specifically being jealous of your like shitty ass setup of like a laptop with like terrible headphones and just jammed in the corner i was like dude you're so lucky (laughs) you're so lucky you don't have to be in here with these people surrounding you and like there's something really odd and again this is like pre-covid so who knows what's gonna be Mm -hmm. the future of this Mm -hmm. but like you know how odd it is to like be at your computer and there's like five to ten people just staring at the back of your head (laughs) yeah dude it's so it's really odd and and people can watch and edit and like understand it. You know, they're like, okay, take that clip and, and, and shorten it by 12 frames and let's see what it looks like. But when it comes to the animation, 
you really can't see it until it's done. So like nobody wants to watch an animator because it's just like moving keyframes and adjusting values and curves of animation. And so it's funny too, because I have noticed that some people have tried to watch me animate and they're like, uh, I'm going to come back in an hour. <laughs> Like I, I'm not going to sit again, here. And... So much better than what I, what I, what uh, editor had. Yeah. And again, I'm not complaining. I like what I do. I'm just saying no. the difference is sometimes you know grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. Yeah. And I always get jealous of the motion graphics guys that get to escape. Just sit in the corner and get forgotten about, baby. That's yeah. my job. But um, but um, you decided uh uh to talk about uh film and to share some 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 films and that's what we're doing today we're going to talk about some movies um and so the movie movies that we shared the movie that you shared with me uh is a film called american movie uh it's fucking it's amazing it's damn good um it's one of my favorite movies of all time so i'm super pumped that you were I'm super glad you were uh, able to watch it. Me too. I, I'm glad you shared it with me. And um, and then the film that I shared with you is the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie. And we'll actually announce its official title um, in the next episode. So <laughs> let's, for anyone that doesn't know, we'll save it for, for that episode. But and I'm, um, e- I'm equally as excited to talk about that one too. Well, it's kind of funny because like, and originally, you had shared like a YouTube video with me or like a series, like a YouTube series that was very bizarre. And that's why I had picked the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And then you shared this doc. You were like, I changed my mind and you picked this documentary. And in hindsight, I should have picked a documentary too. Um, but whatever. We're here now. Fuck I, it. I think it's a good pairing. Yeah. Me. Fuck it. Let's do live. But the they're fun- different. But like, I don't know, man, they're they're. They're, they're similar. Well, and the fun thing is, like, I've noticed, too, with, like, having two things together, so I would say this, then to still find similarities between any given two things is kind of cool and kind of fun. So maybe we'll, we'll find a couple along the way. But um, anyway, so today's, today's episode is American Movie. It is a documentary that came out in 1999. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and, yeah, I'm going to just say it again. This, it, this is... This is a really good movie. I, I did a little bit of research. I, I try not to do research before the show just so it's more about like the feelings and the thoughts of everything and not other people's. Um, but I did a little bit of research and it seems like it's it's pretty popular. It seems like it's obviously done very well. Um, but I feel like it needs to be even more popular. You know what I mean? I do. It's like crazy because it's kind of like a cult a cult uh you know kind of classic if you will but it's it's obviously much bigger than that but it, i would be surprised because i you know i mention it to people and a lot of times they're like what what is that i'm like oh dude you gotta watch this movie. and i think some of that has to do with as i was like re-watching it before we came on here i was thinking like maybe it got overshadowed by you know the room mm-hmm. and all that kind of you know very there's a lot of uh similarities and kind of like you know it's a dude trying to make a movie and it doesn't go really like he wants but then out of that it it's become something pretty awesome yeah I, this is definitely that like niche film um where i just feel like there's just there's 
there's some people that just want to watch Kong versus Godzilla all day, every day, and 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 there are some people that try to find a little bit more obscure things, things that aren't your your average and your norm. And if you're definitely into that type of film and movie, then yeah, this is like right up your alley. So um, let's start at the beginning. The first question I always kind of like to ask is again, out of all the the plethora of movies, um, why did you pick this one? <sighs> Because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, that's it, I ladies mean, and gentlemen. Okay, We're leaving. That's no, today's I, episode. I, uh, um, yeah. it's, I love, I think, like, the title American Movie is, like, the most appropriate name. Like, it's the most spot-on title that was given to a movie, in my opinion. Like, this, this movie is, like, so much about kind of, like, lower-income class of people that like just has enough to scrape by kind of sorta but then there's this guy that's trapped in this but he is such a big dreamer that he's like doing everything he can to kind of like get the hell out of there but he doesn't want to do it by selling out he wants to do it by making a movie and i just i just love that he just refuses to be destroyed he refuses to get beaten down and he, he refuses he, he refuses has this this shining optimism that uh and obviously i mean because the the film takes place over a couple of years and obviously it's edited but i mean what you're showing in the documentary is that he seems pretty optimistic about it he gets nervous as anybody would but in terms of the actual work he regards it super high, and he's proud of it, and he he's working as hard as he can. Um, so, like, long story short, I guess, before we kind of dive more into it further, I guess we should explain briefly what it's about. Um, so it's a documentary about a filmmaker. I have a super hard time pronouncing his last name. I'd be a million percent. It's Mark, Mark Borchard? Borchard? I'm going to just call him Mark. Um, he lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and he gets, like, X amount of money from his, like, friends and family, and predominantly his uncle, <laughs> who is... Um, Amazing. Who is a character. Um, and he's making um, a movie that nobody knows the correct, correct pronunciation on. Is it Coven or is it's it Coven? Coven. <laughs> yeah. Coven. Because um, Coven sounds like oven. That's, that's, that was his explanation why it's Coven. <laughs> Exactly. And um, and he's he's making a film and it takes place over like I think like three years, two or three years. Um, somebody just grabbed a camera and followed him along and went on this journey of of Mark making a movie and captured some really funny, amazing, bizarre things along the way. Um, Action. Take 14. Action. You know what cathartic means? No. <laughs> but it means, uh, I think it means getting things out of your system, man. Yeah, okay, that's cathartic. Is it? You got that out of your yeah, system? pretty damn cathartic, Mark. So Jennifer Lawrence, she was in a movie uh, called Joy. And okay. basically, it's, long story short, she has an idea for a mop. And she has to, like finance it herself and then she develops this working mop but now she has to sell it and she's up against like the competition of like Kmart and Walmart and Sears um I think it takes place in like the 70s or the 80s um and it's this story of like the same thing like family chipping in to help out and and to um 
help her realize her dreams, but then it's this mountain that you have to climb. And that's something definitely like Mark is going through uh, in this as well. So like you were talking like with the, again, with the name of American movie, it's kind of that American story of like effectively starting a company or in this case a movie, but movies are business. So kind of same thing. Um, but it's like that, it's that uphill struggle. It's that uphill climb. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And um, so I would I would agree with you on that as as well to say that like the name of this film uh, is is awesome. It is, and because it makes such a large, it's not just about that. It makes like these larger comments, like like in the beginning of the movie, like you're seeing kind of Mark's financial uh, predicament, and there's this like great scene of he's like at his table and he's just going through like. Oh shit, here's a bill. Oh shit, a letter from the IRS. I owe this much. And he goes through all these things where he's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then he opens up a letter. He's like, holy shit, I got approved for a MasterCard. This is fucking awesome. And I'm like, dude, that is so (laughs) the trap. That is like so the trap that you can be in debt. And then someone's like, you want a credit card? Just keep adding to it, man. And he's like pumped about it. And he's like, oh shit, I got a credit card. It's like, oh man, you, like you poor fucking guy. Yeah, you you poor man. Yeah. And, and and like, it's just like, it's just sad in a lot of ways because like he's surrounded by that. And that's his, that's, that's his life. But it's like you were saying, it's just, it's like, that is a very good generalization of life in America. And that's literally, like you said, the opening to this film. <laughs> yeah. And, um... And so, yeah, it's about Mark and um, what is the film about? Let's, I guess let's just go into that. Let's go into that a little bit farther sure. and a little bit deeper. So he's making, like we said, this film called Coven or Coven. Um, nobody seems to it's know. Coven. It's Coven. And, um, Coven. It's Coven. Uh, it's effectively a horror film that's it, it's being shot uh, in like the northern, I think it's like the northern part of Milwaukee. Um in Wisconsin in the 90s. And uh, as one who grew up in Wisconsin, man, those accents, like, whoo, where were you, where did you, where were you born and raised in? So this is like a dynamic to the film that I, as an outsider, found pretty interesting because I grew up out at about uh, 45 minutes to an hour outside of Philadelphia. So I'm mm. from the East Coast. So mm-hmm. Living in Chicago for about 10 years now, I can totally, like, I get it, you know? Like, I get it. But it's just always hilarious because I have, like, a a number of friends now that I've met that, you know, grew up in Wisconsin. And they all are just, like, charmed by it. But, like, they're, like, embarrassed by it, but, like, proud of it at the same time. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, because, like, there is, like... Especially, I mean, I have it. You can hear it. You can hear it in my voice. I have that Wisconsin accent. You just basically the you just take your vowels of every word in every sentence. You just take your vowels and you just push them up a little bit. So it's like Wisconsin, yeah. oh, and yeah. uh, and the thing about like that accent is like we're all proud of it. We love it, and we do it all the time. And we even like accentuate it in certain moments, and we laugh about it because we know it's silly. Because like you've got your southern accent, but like. There have been a fuck ton of movies that have like made the southern accent like cool and gritty because like a really cool cowboy had it. But like right. no cool cowboy was like, oh, I'm gonna go up to the hill, you know? <laughs> you know, like no. Listen, Mark's a cowboy. He's a fuck 
he's a fucking cowboy. He is definitely the closest thing to a to a Wisconsin, he's a Wisconsin cowboy. He's a fucking Wisconsin cowboy. Um, yeah, the only two other films that have ever done the the, the proper justice to to our accent is obviously Fargo. Um, that film nails uh, nails that that Midwestern accent, and the second being um, a film. Uh, have you ever heard of it? It's called Escanaba in the Moonlight. I have not. Sorry. It's this hyper bizarre movie about it's like three or four dudes and they go hunting in the middle of Minnesota and aliens show up. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Send me. I'm watching that. I, Sounds I, incredible. I haven't watched it in probably like 10 years, uh, but I remember loving it. And actually, now that I'm talking about it, I should definitely try to watch it again. Um, but yeah, there there is a definitely heavy predominant wisconsin accent throughout this film uh so if you can't if you can't handle it then this might not be a movie for you but um but yeah it's 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 mark and mike his buddy mike uh who is amazing um he doesn't party anymore he used to party but he doesn't party anymore uh (laughs) and he's probably like the most loyal friend ever in existence he's a labrador He's a freaking Labrador, dude. He's a big old Labrador. He's happy to be there, and he's excited to see you, and he's just like, all right, do whatever you need. Um, he's a great guy. And uh, he's 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 here to help Mark make the movie by kind of any means necessary. He, he asked me to come over and help him out. He said he needs some help. I'm always helping him with his with his films, and, and uh, we used to... Uh, do a lot of partying together, but I don't party anymore. <laughs> Here's what I think of the lottery. I think it's like when you play the lottery, sometimes you win and sometimes you lose, but it's better than using drugs or alcohol because when you use drugs or alcohol, especially drugs, you always lose. I always used to get like pissed off inside because I would want to party really heavy and no one else would, you know, and then all of a sudden Mark came over and uh, see either I had a bottle of vodka or he had a bottle of vodka, but anyway, we were drinking vodka and I was, I was so happy that I found someone who would drink vodka with me, you know, so, um, and then Mark would drink vodka with me all the time, we'd, we'd, uh, you know, I'd go over there all the time and we'd buy a fifth of vodka and we'd share it, you know, and, uh, that really made me happy. There's also another part where he wins some money off a ticket, and then they ask him, and he's like, "He's like, I won some money off a scratch ticket, but I don't want to tell these guys because they're gonna ask me for fucking money." So like, he's not stupid, you know? Like, he's not stupid. And like, frankly, I fucking love that he does scratch offs because I love scratch offs personally. And I grew up, I grew up visiting my uh, mother's side of the family who lives in uh, Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and I had a grandfather who was like old school seaman type, like was in the Navy kind of, you know, fisherman kind of character. And whenever I would go visit him, he would always take me to like a gas station to get <laughs> scratch off tickets. And honestly, it's like the most fucking fun thing ever. And there were several times where the guy won like a significant amount of money off scratch tickets. And I'm just like, that's crazy. And the most I ever won was like that 50 bucks range where it's like, yeah, I guess I could buy some (laughs) beer with this. But then, you know, you're like, dude, I just got free beer for doing nothing. It's pretty sweet. So you're like happy about it. And I think that's why, like, I think he's just mostly doing it because, like, I don't know, 
it's something to do. Like, what else? What the fuck else are you gonna do where he's at? Like, drink, you know, like it's like drink or scratch. I also and he gave up. He gave up drinking. That's another. That's another point of his character. But um, I feel kind of though, like in terms of like a storytelling device, it's kind of cool because a lot of the film they're talking about, you know, is is the film going to make success? And that's kind of like a scratch off lottery ticket, where it is. There are these really cool dynamics in the documentary where it's kind of saying things like, you know going into the arts, going into film and especially trying to be a director, it is kind of a gamble because you do have to spend a lot of money. Like I kept thinking about, um, are you familiar with like the story of Kevin Smith and clerks Mm -hmm. of how he took out like a shit ton of money? So he took out a ton of money and then he made clerks and like he risked it all. And for him, it worked in his favor, but like, it's like, why does it work for Kevin Smith, but not Mark? You know what I mean? It's again, it's that, and it, it does work for him, but in a different, a different capacity. It's not like he, he goes bankrupt and right. loses everything from this. Um, but you get what I'm saying? I felt like it kind of made this like, well, I, I actually think because of this American movie documentary, I think it's worked out for him great because I think he was trying to make a movie, but the movie was his life. And someone was smart enough, and the director, uh, uh, Chris Smith of this movie, was smart enough to kind of be like, I don't know what exactly is happening, but I'm just going to turn this camera on and figure, just figure this along. out. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And because I obviously would have never, I would have never heard of him. And I mean, he's definitely a character that if, you're, oh, if you've got a camera and you're into making documentaries and you find a mark, you do not turn that camera off for anything. No, you turn that thing on and get some extra batteries. Exactly. Yeah, get a couple get a couple of your tapes and, and get everything set and ready to go. I noticed too, I was watching it. Uh, I was watching the film <laughs> and uh, I kind of was getting like some feelings. Did you ever watch Tiger King on Netflix? I did. I was getting some feelings. I, I didn't I like didn't Tiger like, King. I, well, I don't know how to explain it. I I liked watching it, but I hated it with a seething passion. You know what I mean? I, I hated it because I I just again these are my opinions, but like I don't know I don't like seeing animals getting fucked for entertainment or personal gratification, so that really turned me off. And then also like the guy sucks. Oh, they like, all suck. Mark doesn't suck. Like I want yeah. Mark <laughs> and Mike to win. Yes. Like they're smart, good people trapped in a shit situation. And they are who they are. Whereas, like, I don't know, that dude's running around trying to be every fucking thing under the sun. Where Mark's just being himself, and he's not going to fold. And that's me is the is the guy I want to get behind. But Tiger King's just a fucking bunch of people that are just like, good lord. Well, the director Chris Smith, though, the reason I bring it up is he actually would go on to work on Tiger King. I was funny because I was watching this movie, and like I said, I was just thinking about it a little bit. And then as soon as the movie was over, I looked up the director, and I was sure as shit, yeah, he was a producer slash creator on Tiger King. I was like, this man is like a pro at just finding the most obscure stories inside of America. Totally. Oh, my God. I am never going to financially recover from this. No, same thing. I agree a million percent. I would rather watch. I will rewatch American movie. I will never rewatch Tiger King. Oh. I can't. I can't afford it mentally. Like Tiger King's like a train wreck, and like American movies, like a rickety train that's gonna fall off the tracks. But the people on the train are like, Nah, man, we're going. 
And I like that. I like that too. And it's very inspiring. And I think truly if anyone is um, if anyone is in film school or any interest in, in film and the film industry, definitely watch this. Uh, it's inspiring because and he he actually he explains the film industry better than anyone's ever explained it to me in my entire years of education. He explains every single role that a person has to do. He does it in a funny, charming, awesome way. Um He's super smart. Like that's what you realize is like, it's it, you're like, oh god, these two jackasses from Wisconsin are gonna. Oh my god, this is a train wreck. And you do you laugh at them, but they're laughing at themselves. Yeah, you're laughing with them. So it's never like I'm not like laughing at these guys because it's like, oh, these guys are so stupid. I'm laughing because I'm just like these fucking guys are just they're just living their lives and doing what like trying to do what they really want to do. And he knows so much about filmmaking that you realize like holy holy shit the dude's kind of like an encyclopedia like you know like when it comes to a lot a lot of what he's talking about oh for sure and um yeah he's he's super talented they have um they had some shots he'd worked on a film prior oh i can't remember the name of it can you remember it i off the top of your head um well he's he's he trying to make the film it. northwestern That's which is it. his feature and the the documentary follows him trying to do this. And then what ha- happens is he realizes that he he can't he can't uh, figure out how to pull together all the moving parts and the funding to make it. So he's been sitting on this short coven that he decides I'm going to make that. And then with the proceeds of that, I can eventually make Northwestern, which is a very normal kind of thing that like a lot of filmmakers do is they make the short mm-hmm. and they get the funding to make the feature and he was like fuck it i'm doing the feature and then he's like oh yeah <laughs> probably can't do that but the best part about it is he already had casted and started filming so in the middle of the fucking production he's like we're not making that movie movie anymore we're, we're making <laughs> <Everyone> movie b <laughs> which is super funny yeah he's just like yeah we're not doing that anymore fuck it but they so. sh- they show some clips then from that northwestern. There's like these shots in this junkyard, and he's like he's like working on cars, and there's these really awesome camera moves, and it's it's very black and white, and it's dark, and it's like ten out of ten amazing. Like yeah, he knows what he's doing. It he really looks does. Really, really, really good in terms of again of a photograph, in terms of like composition and like like the the feel of it. It's got like just that perfect amount of grain, and so yeah, like this dude is very talented and i i'm I'm glad that this documentary came out because i think then it kind of gave him even more of a push to to keep going into that world so i i haven't checked out his his work yet like i haven't even watched colvin yet um because i i just haven't gotten to it yet but i would definitely like to explore his work more uh as a result of this documentary um but yeah he uh I like I said I think he's got this like he's got this really great eye for detail. I'm not crazy about horror. I don't know if you are. No, not really. But again, I think in terms of like what they show f- even from then the film that they're making in the documentary, uh uh Coven, it does it looks I think again, it looks very it looks very well done. And um the dude knows what he's doing and then they also have um cuz the the documentary came out in 99 and they also have like all the like pre-computer methods of audio and and of like audio editing and video editing and like whoo lord have mercy i could not 
I could never work in a system like that. I don't know if you've ever cut actual film. But... You know what's crazy is, unfortunately, I I have never cut actual film. And as a film editor, that really bothers me because I'm like, I'm a fraud. Because, <laughs> dude, it's so much harder. Oh, a million percent harder. Like, do you like do you? It's do you so think, much harder. Do you think you could have like the patience and like the mindset and everything to do it? I do. I mean, because there is a lot of similarities, but the problem is, it's like, it's just to, it's just to another level doing that stuff, and it's tangible. So, like, if you fuck it up, you fuck it up. You know, it's like if I fuck something up, it's like, oh, I got a backup hard drive, or oh, it's it's on the cloud or whatever. So, I mean, like. It's just a more like hands-on process, which is why I would like think I would love it because I like working with my hands. So okay, I think like I think I could, but yeah, what he's doing—it's again, the guy knows what he's doing. That's like it's so impressive as he's doing all of this. And if you've ever tried to make any sort of movie, it's it's super. Just it takes so long and so much effort. And you know, when I started out, I didn't want to be an editor. It's just something I just kind of started doing and realized oh yeah i'm good at this part of the process and i think like you know he's kind of just forced to take it all on and as a lot of filmmakers are when you're working with no budget so he's doing all, and he's smart he you know like he goes to the university and uses their edit bay and he brings his freaking kids with him and makes like a sleepover with it so like he's just a good guy he's a good guy know? And, and even still too, like, I mean, he's, he's acting in it. He's directing it. He is doing, I would say he's, well, he's doing the cinematography. He's doing the framing and the blocking. Um, he'll have people roll the camera from because he's physically away from the camera. And there's some funny scenes with that. There was one where he's got his kid and he's like, okay, push the button. So the kid's holding the button and then he's doing his acting and the kid's button just goes off of it and then it just flips it right back on and you can see mark like oh god damn it like you yeah. know because it's like you just cost me that costs money you know in this day and age when you shoot something on your your iphone it doesn't cost you anything but back in the day on film that costs money that was literally money right down the train and it's funny you can see, yeah. see his face like oh god but he's acting he's editing he's doing the audio i mean like that's pretty impressive i you know, I could do one of those things. Definitely not not all five or six or whatever. And um, and so for that, I do commend him. He is, yeah, man. He's talented. He's passionate. Um, he's awesome, and he's he's just this super fun guy to watch. Um, my only my only one complaint of the film, I and this is just like a generalization of life overall. Um, is the idea and the notion of making making art is important and making art is hard and making art can be scary because um, like there's a scene in this where the, he's talking about, you know, he never finished Northwestern and now he's working on Coven and um, he talks about like being nervous about releasing it um, because then people, because then it becomes real and people can judge right. it and people can see it and they can have their interpretations of it. And I've always been right. a huge proponent of like, not proponent, that's not the word I'm after. I've always been very much for, if you like it, um, then none of it, nothing else matters. And right. um, I feel like, you know, that, that could be applied to like all movies. Um, a lot of film, especially in this day and age, are 
some executive suit is just sitting in a chair and is like, make it so, you know, as many people like it as humanly possible and take absolutely no risk. And you just get this vanilla movie that even like, I guarantee the directors, because they were told what to do with the entire process, kind of are just like, eh, it's vanilla. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So always push your art and just just do it, make it real, get it out there. Because I know people too that like, you know, will work on stuff forever. And it's like, you know, set deadlines and, and, and push yourself to get out there and just to just 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 stamp it and send it out in the world and move on to the next thing. But mm. with all that said, my only complaint going back to that is that they talk about a lot and I understand why, but it still bothers me is the, 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 the always the conversations of like, oh, when I'm big, rich and famous movie director and right. I don't know about you, but like when people do stuff like that, it drives me insane. Like. Because a lot when of they people, talk about want, wanting that, yeah. Because it's like I, I always feel like if you're in art for any capacity, just to make money and power and all that stuff, it's like I don't know. That's always like a huge turnoff for me. If that is that make like you know what I'm saying? Like it does, yeah, it does. And I, I would have to agree with you. I think for me, what what I was able to get from it were where uh, where I kind of found that. Although he's definitely part of his goal, he, you know, he drives around the neighborhood in that one scene and he's talking about the American dream. He looks at these big houses. He's like, that's what I want. I want, want the American dream. He's, he's, he wants to, you know, he, he's borrowing money and he wants to pay, pay people back. And he wants, you know, he wants the American dream and the material stuff, but he's trying the thing about it. It's like, but he wants to get that on his own terms because he describes like other people's lives, like his family. And he's just like, Oh, you're going to have like a, he says like sterile. They're probably at Thanksgiving talking about some sterile thing and doing some normal shit. So like, he's not, I don't think he's trying to sell out to become rich and famous, which is like, yes, if your primary motivation to make films is to get rich and famous, you're going to be disappointed because like there's a lot of ways to get rich and famous without going through what he's going through. Obviously he's in an extreme case, but I love him so much because he, he's not, so I don't feel like he is selling his art out to get that stuff. I think he's like, in his mind, he's like, I'm going to make this movie. Everyone's going to love it as much as I do. And then I'm going to be rich and famous. And so there's like this honesty behind it where given, you know, his financial and socioeconomic problems, uh, that that is an honest thing to shoot for. So I don't find it like, it's not like he grew up in a nice house with like a, a stable life and he's like, I want to be rich and famous because then that turns me off. But it, the thing about this guy, again, is that like he is surrounded by people that just do not believe in him. Like his mom at one point, he's very supportive, but even says, I don't think he's going to ever make anything out of this or finish the movie. Bill, who's this <laughs> miserable, miserable person, repeatedly says, who's uh, repeatedly says to him, even though he's giving him money, he's like, I really don't believe in what you're doing. Like he says that. But at the same time, Mark, Mark's like refuses to be shut down. And he like, he ends up like, you can tell he ends up like making Bill a little bit more optimistic, maybe not much, but a little bit. And like, I think like 
for me, that's like the charm in him is like all these people are so miserable. You know, they grew up with alcohol in their lives. They have financial problems. Mm -hmm. There's not much to do out there. And Mark's just like, yo, we're going to we're going to do something. And then even though these people are not believing in him, he has so many people involved in this movie because I think they realize, well, what he's doing is a lot fucking cooler than what I'm doing. Like even his like shitty brother, uh, like one of his shitty brothers, Alex, is just constantly like, yeah, he he's he's not going anywhere. Like he's a loser, and it's just like, fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it, it's and, you know? and 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 I think that as a narrative, I get it because again, there are there are to build uh, to build a good story. You know, there are there are financial obligations in his life that are going on, so the film does need to be a success. And so for them, that reason, like you were saying, yes, it works, and um, it makes sense then to have. Uh, to talk about it, to talk about the finances of the film. And and so for that, I do like it because it does, it then makes you root for him because I feel like I'm sure, you know, like me, I'm sure you had to probably go through a couple uphill battles with like friends and family explaining like, no, really me going into this field, me going into this world, it, it's, it's, it is going to be beneficial. Um, yeah. Like I remember starting out and like, I mean, it was chaos, man, in the beginning, because it was like, I didn't even know I was a motion graphic designer for quite a long time. Um, you know, I did try being just a straight video editor for a while. I once built a website. I built a website. I can tell you right here, right now, it was shit and it was garbage. And luckily the client was super cool and they were fine with what became of it. But like, it was through all that trial and error that helped me get to where I'm at. So for that then, like you were saying, in terms of it building like a, a narration for the film and for him to talk to all these people saying, no, you're not going to go anywhere. It Anyone that's ever been through that process, you're going to root for this guy the entire time. And that is where like all the warm, fuzzy feels come uh, with watching this film and one of the many reasons oh, yeah. why it's amazing. Um, oh, yeah. You're definitely, you're you're rooting for this guy because it's just like, Every single person is like, like you said, is like, no, he's not, he's not going to finish it. And if he does finish it, it's not even, people aren't even going to watch it. And, um, and so but for, they say it so like nonchalantly, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, he's probably going to just not do anything. With it. Yes. Like, it's not negative. It's just like a matter of fact is how they're trying to oh, present man. it. Yeah. It's funny. And, um, um, but he does and he perseveres and he pushes through. And so it's like, I just feel like, um, He's got a good philosophy, which is that, you know, if you're not, if you're not comfortable with, I think he calls it like, you know, working like in a factory of any lifestyle line of of work that you're currently in that you, you got to work hard, but you can get out of it. So it's not even like if you have a pursuit in, in film, uh, if you have a pursuit in anything, if your dream is to be an astronaut watch this movie because it's the same thing about again those those steps in the beginning it's going to be awkward and weird people are going to doubt you but make your thing put your stamp on it and then just send it out and fuck everything else because that's all that matters and exactly um, And, and he says it i think he says uh he's like i'm not content to just drink and dream which you know he's saying that's what everybody does in the in the town he's at is just drink and dream, and they never do anything. So he's just—he's actually one of the. I'm sure there's more people doing stuff there, but he in the movie he's the only one that's just 
doing doing something mm-hmm. so yeah push yeah, it forward I, yeah and i agree it's not just filmmaking i think it's just a story about a person that just refuses to give up on, on his dream yeah and to just go out there and again because it's like that's always the thing that I, anyone that's ever been involved in in a, a, a path a, a, like a discovery of any capacities like in the beginning it's awkward and it's weird and it's it's not always coherent and it's embarrassing and you're going to make mistakes but like that that is the process of anything in life and for that it's 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 awesome to make a movie that celebrates it. I don't think there's enough. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, no, absolutely. Where it's not forced. Um, the funny thing too, about this, um, I didn't, I honestly, I didn't look up anything, uh, before I watched it. Um, um, I just was like, Colin recommended it. I'm going to watch it. Um, I got it on Amazon. I think it was like 10 bucks or something on Amazon. It's worth every dollar. You can rent it, um, on Amazon as well. Um, I will say this, this is a great movie where like, do you ever have those nights where like, like you're at home with your girlfriend and you're like flipping through Netflix and you've got your, you know, you're like, you've got like my list and it's got like 50 things in it and you just can't yeah. decide because it's just like information overload and your brain yes. melts out your nose. Anyone that's the next time you're in that boat, anyone listening, just watch American movie. Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the perfect point to watch this film. Um, it is. It fucking is. That's perfect. Is then it's it's it, you know I mean obviously if you have if it sounds interesting definitely watch it but I would say that would probably be the most perfect point to watch this film where it's like oh shit I can't decide between fifty films. Um, did you know there's a scientific study done where like I think it's something like I think the number is twelve where like after twelve choices the human brain just shuts down. Oh, I believe it, man. I think that's why everyone's so fucking miserable now. Yeah. It's, it's like endless options. Yeah, it's just like, I who? Like, we, we go through that with movies, and then our, and I know it's pretty cliche, but we're like, what do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? And I'm like, dude, just, can you just fucking, it's just like, why am I stressing out about what the fuck I'm going to eat? Mm-hmm. That's not a reason to stress out. Yeah. At all. Dude, I get to eat. It's, it's just pretty awesome. It's just your brain. It like literally turns into like toddler mode and it goes into yeah. a tantrum. And it, I, I'm that yeah. same way. It's like, uh, like the same thing with like video games. Like I have, I've got like, you know, steam. So it's just like this long list of all the games that you own. And, um, I play Dungeons and Dragons. So I have my dice next to me and there are times I will literally roll dice and I'm like, okay, I got a, I got a 74, so I'm playing game 74, and I'll count down my list. And it's like, all right, Good. that's the game I'm playing. No questions asked. It's kind of funny. Um, but uh, I don't even know, I don't even know what we were talking about that led into this. Um, but yeah, if, like if you can't, you were saying that if you can't, if you're in that Netflix mode, just throw this thing on. Just go to. I don't, I don't know. I don't. Where did you watch it? I watched it on Amazon. Uh, I bought it on Amazon for yeah, like 10 bucks. I don't know where you watched it. Yeah, I. Got it on Amazon as well. Action. Take 14. Action. You know what cathartic means? No. <laughs> it means, uh, I think it means getting things out of your system, man. Yeah, okay, that is cathartic. Is it? You got that out of your yeah, system? Pretty damn cathartic, Mark. Watch it and, and definitely talk about it and definitely celebrate it. Yeah, no, it's a million percent worth, worth the watch. It's not, um... So glad you feel that way, man. Yeah, the trailer kind of paints it a little bit like it's going to be a little bit over the top in like the weirdness 
um, again, like uh, think Tiger King, where it's just like these crazy weird people that are going to be weird the whole time. And it's it's really not. It's it's not. They're they're normal people. They have a funny accent, yes, and I can say that because so do I. And um, but that's really about it. And I mean, like they're goofy and they've got f- funny stories. Like um, goddamn, I'll just put the clip in in a minute. But there's that one story where Mike is like. He's like, yeah, you want to hear a story? I'll tell you a story. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I I went to the hospital and I was so high on LSD that I woke up in the hospital and they were talking to me, telling me that I should have been dead. But I was just trying to find the acid. So I was putting my hands in my pocket and I love it how he ends it with like, so that's my story. If you want more, I got a whole lot more like that that I can tell you. Oh, my God, dude, it's so fucking funny. The doctor goes to my mind, he goes, I don't think your son is going to make it. Sorry, you know, I think he's going to die. You know, I don't think there's any way we can bring him, you know, wake him up or nothing, you know. So all of a sudden I, um, I smell this real strong smell and it's smelling salts they got in front of my nose and I start to wake up and all I see is bright lights. And I'm like, damn, where the hell am I, you know. The other thing I love too is Mark and Mike's friendship <laughs> origin story is based solely on the round. It's based solely around the fact that at the time, Mike was just boozing it up and no one wanted to continue to drink vodka with him. And then Mark showed up and was like, I'll drink vodka with you. And Mike's like, that made me really happy that someone would drink vodka with me. And that's that's what started their friendship. And it's like it's 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 like, oh, God. But it's also like, yeah, I mean, isn't that like great? Like you just found someone that was like wanted to hang i don't know like yep. it's fucked up but yep. oh i i it's pretty great i have friends in my repertoire that probably have a similar origin story of oh how, so fun yeah and can we talk about his scream like scream when they're recording the screams for the movie oh my god yeah oh, oh my god that's like the whole movie it's just you can't even describe it it's it's in it's I think that's where I laugh the most every time. I'm actually not going to put that audio clip in no, just to spare the the listeners. But yeah, they have a segment where they're 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 doing like ADR for the film. Is it? It's automated dialogue recording, right? ADR. That's correct. Yeah, and he and uh, Mark explains that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark explains that. You'll get to a, his child, I believe. Yep. You'll get a full you'll get a full explanation of of the entire filmmaking process in this movie. Um, but they're doing screams in this character, his buddy Mike. Oh my God, it is high pitch. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's a scream that will go down in the book of legends. If if they ever made a book of screams, he would be like page number one. Yeah, it's they fucking should, hilarious. They fucking sell that soundbite to films. It could be like the Will the Wilhelm scream. The Wilhelm scream. Yep. Yeah, you know that 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 is they could call it the Mike scream because that thing is it's awesome. I was cracking up to um, his uncle Bill um, is uh, from my understanding. Didn't he? He was like a he was like a professor. Yeah. So from he was like a literary for, professor. Yeah. They say that he was an academic. He's this really smart guy. And in a lot of ways, as I was watching the movie this time around, I'm like, you know, I wonder if like Bill is kind of where. Mark would end up if he gave up on his dreams. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's you know what I mean? That's they're thought. both they're both clearly intelligent. Bill, I mean, it's hard to see, but you can see that he's he's not stupid. He's just old and has a lot of problems, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, and I don't I don't know. Like I think you know, I think 
that's why Mark kind of just doesn't give up on Bill the entire movie, even though he's getting money from him. I don't think that that's like the, the full motivation of why he uh, uh, it, it comes around and hangs around with Bill. I mean, he puts Bill in his movie. He gives him the exec producer. He he's like tries to like make a day for his exec producer and brings him like booze and mm-hmm, stuff. And mm-hmm. so and Surge. Yeah. They bring him Surge. Sur- which is, well, yeah. When they bring Bill Surge, I'm like, you're going to fucking kill this guy. You're going to fucking kill him. That's brand new soda from Coca-Cola. It's called Surge. Um, so the, this character, this Uncle Bill, is he's, yeah, he's he's giving Mark money to, to make the film and yeah, he he has like a history of yeah being like a professor, but obviously, and I, dude, I, I, let's just be real. I am the farthest thing from a fucking mental health expert. I I am the farthest thing from, but I mean, clearly, some form of dementia and 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 or Alzheimer is setting in. Um, but like He's what we were not healthy. What we were talking about earlier is that like the film does a really good job. Where again, you're never you're never laughing at him. You're laughing with him because there's moments where Mike and Mark are laughing and. Then so does even Bill, and um, it's really it's sweet and it's touching. And and Mark goes like you were saying, Mark goes to visit him, and he's always giving him updates on the film, which is really cool because some people would just be like, "Thanks for the money, see ya." Mark comes back and he's like, "Hey, I just want to let you know this is where the film is at, this is where your money's going." And I think what's the number? He's like, "If I sell three thousand DVDs, you get your money back and then some." And that's right. really cool. I just love that like transparent business operations. I wish everybody could just be like that. Like if you give me this, this is what you get done. And um, but there is a scene where Mark wants Uncle Bill to be the opening line for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so they need the ADR. So they're, it's just audio. It's, there's no actual film. They're just recording audio. They put Bill in the car so it, you know, he gets a little bit more in character, a little bit more in scene because his character's driving in the film for what they're recording at. And he has to deliver, like, I think it's like two lines, you know, it's like two sentences. <laughs> uh, it's all right. It's, it's okay. okay. There's something to live for. <laughs> Jesus told me so. You nailed it. That's exactly it. Um, and I think that they end up going into, like, take like like i think it's like in the 50s at the end of of watching this guy have to say those two lines and my favorite is he's like he's like all right he's like try to put a little bit more oomph in it and if you can be mindful of your teeth i can hear him clicking around in your mouth (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's so funny um and and again it's like it's it's just funny. And even Mark is laughing, you know, with them too. So again, it's not like you're just sitting there pointing your finger at some old senile man. It's, it, it still has heart to it. And again, like, he, right. he they're never the, the butt of the joke. You're always like in on the joke with them, you know, like they're very self-aware, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and if only we could all just live that way. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah, just honest. This they're is just who honest. I am. Yeah, dude. It's an honest movie with honest people. I uh yeah, I loved it. I, I highly recommend it. Um I also uh the one thing too we've been kind of you know speaking about like their accents and and the and the one thing like I'll be honest, I started watching this when I first watched it, like the first I wanna say like 10, 20 minutes of the of this documentary, I was watching it and I was like, This is fake. Like 
these are just really well-trained actors and this is all fake because like it's a little too surreal uh but as it goes on it's like no this is very real i mean it's a documentary so things are put on and edited of course but in terms of its content you know it's real this is a real story and um the one thing too that absolutely sells the fact that it's in wisconsin is I, seriously i would love to see a counter like a timer in the movie and see what the longest period is that where they go like not showing a green a piece of green bay packer like icon <laughs> uh because if that is not like the most surefire fucking telling sign of wisconsin man i don't know what is there's like a green bay packer logo probably every like five minutes in this movie you see it on a hat you see it on a jacket and then um they do announce uh it it cuts to black at one point and it says february 1997 and before they even cut back into the video i was like oh my god that's that's like the legendary super bowl of the green bay packers that's like one of the most legendary celebrated super bowls of all time uh and it's funny because i know that and i don't know anything about football and sure as shit it cuts and they're watching the february of 1997 Green Bay Packer game, dude. I was I was laughing so fucking hard that I knew that because it was like it was just like, oh my god, I'm from Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Like, see, man, I would love to watch this with you at some point because those are the type of things. As I was watching it, like I said, I'm like, damn, I'm not from Wisconsin, and there's got to be so many of those little things that I'm just not going to be able to pick up on because I'm not from there. I didn't grow up there, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And there, there is a, there's, yeah, I. uh yeah, there's um, one of my favorites is when they're outdoor when they're when they're filming outside. They're filming all the dudes in like the the what do you call them? like the cloaks, the head to toe cloaks. Oh yeah, and Mike is like, uh, he's like, hey, could somebody pick up my Pepsi? I don't want it in the snow so it doesn't get frozen. Like I, I, I because I've been there. I have been in a situation where somebody has said that sentence because like. That's just growing up in like outdoor woods in yep. Wisconsin, man. That was yep. things that were said. And now living in Chicago, you'll never hear that sentence. But where I where I came from, you would hear a sentence like that in a heartbeat. Yeah. So there was a lot of moments having come from a similar lifestyle in Wisconsin, dude. Oh my god, I was fucking pissing my pants laughing. And uh, that's hysterical. Yeah, it's dope, but it transcends. It's it's and it. You don't have to be from Wisconsin to get it. There's definitely plenty of humor in this where um, you will definitely laugh and uh, and you'll feel good and you'll feel like you want to go make a movie because he just explained how to make a movie better than any film instructor ever on the face of this planet. So it's great, man. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Me too. I'm glad I enjoyed it too, and I thank you. I thank you for sharing it. So no problem. My pleasure. It's a great film. It is a great film. And um, like I said, I think it deserves to be, I think it deserves to be more popular than it is. So um, if I was a professor at a film program, I would totally use this film. Oh, a million percent. Make it, make it like a homework assignment, you know, Yes. go out and watch this film and then, and then come back and, and, and let's talk. Cause I think, I think too, I think another interesting thing with this is that I think like, I think people I think people a lot of times forget, you know, like Hollywood and, and movies, it is a business. You know, we, we look at it as culture, which of course it is, but technically everything's part of culture. But, um, you know, it is a business. And um, 
you know, like if, if you want to be an actor, you know, there are X, Y, and Z things that you have to do in order to be an actor. Not just getting there in terms of like sheer talent, but like, are you somebody that, you know, we want to work with? Um, you know, for like in your case, like you could be the best video editor in the world, but if you're a dick, you're not getting hired. And, and I know people personally that are great at what they do, but they do not get hired because they're unpleasant to work with. And I feel like that is yeah. another great takeaway. Again, whether you're in, um, you know, the business of, of, of working in, in media and, and film editing and the like or not, that's another great takeaway. You know what I mean? Because again, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter the job. Mm -hmm. If you work for 7-Eleven and they hate working with you, you're going to lose your job at 7-Eleven. It doesn't matter any range of where you're working. Um, just be a good person. Just be like Mark. That should just be like... Yeah, man. Just be like Mark. Just be happy that you're there. And uh, and if it's what you want to do, then make the best of it. Exactly. I, I hope to be a tenth as committed to my personal filmmaking and things that, that Mark is. Yeah, I uh, no, it's a, it's an inspirational film for sure. It'll uh, it'll make you feel better. I don't care what your what your mood is the day that you watch it, you will leave uh, a little bit more inspired and a little bit happier. Um I always like to bring up, um, like, if you like movie X, Y, and Z, you'll like this. Like, what are, okay. what are like, three comparable... Oh, fuck, man. Uh, yeah, you know... Kind of hard. Um, I, I, I was given some, like, pop-up suggestions on Amazon, and, and two that came up is um, Crumb, which actually... In hindsight, I should have actually had you watch that movie because then we both would have talked about documentaries. Um, yep, yep. Have you ever seen Crumb? I haven't. It's I a, have not. Do you know, are you familiar with, the, he's the uh, illustrator, not, um, he's an artist, Robert Crumb. Okay. Are you mm -hmm. familiar with him? Mm-hmm. He, it's a whole documentary about him and it's totally, it's amazing. But I would say if, if anyone likes Crumb, you will like American movie. And it also did kind of remind me of... Um, Oh shit! What's what's the name of it? Uh, Orson Welles' "F is for Fake." Uh, I could see that. Just again in like, like a it, it, it having a tone. Obviously not in its like narrative. Um, but I would say if anyone likes "F is for Fake," you will definitely like because uh, "F is for Fake" is a it, it's a movie about video editing. Um, mm -hmm. So if anyone has interest in stories that are about filmmaking, then I would say for that connective narrative, American movie, be right up your alley. So. What about you? Any yeah. ideas? Like Yeah, a couple. I have a couple actually. Uh uh one one that's kind of similar, I could see being in the same kind of extended family. There's a great little documentary um called Shut Up Little Man. And it's about these two guys. And it's it does bring up the issue of like media ethics a little bit, but it's about two guys that um live next door to these two two older men that get into these crazy arguments so they just start recording the tapes and then it just goes on from there uh it, it's got some good humor in it um it does you know they it, it does have that kind of uh diy kind of filmmaking uh influence in it as well um just because you know they just happen on this thing and start recording it so i definitely recommend giving that a watch it's a good Good movie. And then the other one, um, it's definitely doesn't have the humor in it, but it's a great uh, example of independent filmmaking. Um, 
It's called The Legend of Boggy Creek, and it's a Bigfoot documentary. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. And I suggested that to you as well. And it's incredible. It's It was made, um, like I said, it's, an, it's, it's just a great example of indie film. And uh, the reenactments and the interviews are with, like, real people. It's incredible. I definitely would ch- check that one out. You're not going to get the... the uh, the uh the laughs and and whatnot out of it but it's it's something that you'll be like wow this is pretty cool because like i don't know independent films in my opinion are just better that's i i like and especially when they're made by people that have just they're working with what they got and they're they're going for it and i i love that because somewhere the the more uh plugged in you get and the more you learn i feel it's it's like you know your favorite band's first record had all this soul in it Mm -hmm. and then as they grow as they grow Oh, you, you're like ah, was they used to be better? Even though they're probably better musicians technically, it's like you want that like fire, you know? Yeah, like some 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 suit some suit got a hold of it, and now it's gone. Right. And uh, right. Oh yeah, and I mean, there's like discussions about that for days. You know, again, yeah. where uh, some ex- some studio exec is. Just make sure everyone likes Star Wars. Don't make a good Star Wars movie. Just make sure everyone is okay with it, and mm-hmm. and then we're done. And it's like, mm, yeah, I'm, I'm not really for that. I, I like I like the risk takers and the uh, yep the planners and the people that that have an idea that really want to show something. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a whole conversation right there of of today's today's filmmaking is quite different. It is. Um, it's definitely different, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but it's definitely a thing. So um, I, I don't want to sound like a cranky old fuck, so I'll just leave it there. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, American Movie. Uh, check it out. Check it out. Just watch it. Just go and rent it. If, if you don't want to buy it, just rent it. It'll, it'll be worth your It'll be worth your night. Not Tiger King. It's not you know, it's an American movie, and you should and you should watch. You should watch it. Yeah, it's not cringy. It's not awkward. It's not weird. It's good. And that's the other thing, really quick, Calvin. And when I say you should watch it, I don't mean that you should put it on and stay and like fuck around on your phone. Mm-mm. Yeah, and sit down, turn off the lights, and watch the movie, and just like enjoy it, and actually watch a movie. Yeah, I agree. No, this is a film you got to watch. You can't just uh, you can't you can't half-ass it. You either whole-ass it or not at yes. all. Yes. Yeah, dude. Uh, whole ass. Whole ass it. Damn it. Whole, whole ass, ass. American film. Get out there and and check it out. Um, uh, my friend, my friend Janine recommended trying different endings. So I have an idea. Okay. I'm going to say, as my friend Janine would say. Another another horror movie, another white male film director. <laughs> uh, well, this has been the You Show Show. Uh, thank you, everybody, for chiming in and listening. I do appreciate it. Uh, Colin, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about some Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, it's going to be dope. So um, thank you, everybody, and we will talk to everybody soon. Bye. See ya. Would you buy this movie for fourteen ninety five? Yeah, hell yeah, man. You know, I if I can find three thousand people course. like you across this country, man, I'm in business. <laughs> of course, man. I mean, 
Should add some rush tickets for. <laughs> <laughs>